show that one of us wanted to watch again and the other one missed entirely i'm ryan and i missed it and i'm Brittany, and i did it and we are on angel season we're on buffy <laughs> we're still on buffy we are still on buffy i'm gonna keep trying keep hoping keep dreaming eventually we will get to angel 22 episodes left we have one season of buffy staring us down blocking the path before we get to watch angel and I cannot wait. I am very excited to watch a different TV show. Yeah. So we are on Buffy Season 3, Episode 1. We have not watched it quite yet, but we're about to dive in. I know nothing. I know this is her senior year. Yeah. And she's not there. She's not in Sunnydale at the beginning. Yeah, she left. Yes, which marks the second consecutive season opener in which Buffy is not there. Yeah. I feel like this is a trend that will continue. I don't remember. Oh, gosh. Everything was so bad. I had to run away from my problems. I'm going to run the other way. I'm going to go somewhere else until it's time to film the TV show again. And then we will have one episode dealing with the entire fallout of the previous season. And then she'll be back ready for senior year. Because consequences aren't real. I think there's more consequences in this season. Thank God. <laughs> please. Yeah. Please, please, please. So, how well do you remember this? You've talked about season three. Yeah, season three is the season that I don't remember what parent it was, but one of my parents bought me one season of Buffy, and it was this season. So, I've seen this season more than any other season. Gotcha. So, I... You remember it pretty well. Yes. It sticks out pretty clearly in yeah. your mind. Yeah, yeah. So the first episode, the premiere for season three, is Anne. So we get a new character. I'm sure she's going to die. <laughs> because that's how Buffy works. <laughs> I have learned. Here in my wisdom and knowledge, having watched so much Buffy. You know, two seasons is a lot. <laughs> two, when it's Buffy, it's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Buffy it is a, it's so specific. They know what they are. They know what they do. They know how they do it. Yeah. So maybe we'll get some curveballs for senior year. We'll see. This is Buffy Season 3, Episode 1. And Buffy, living on her own in a big city, assists a girl whose boyfriend has mysteriously vanished. Back in Sunnydale, Buffy's friends do their best to battle the forces of evil without her. Alright, so we're going to go watch this episode and we'll be... Right back. And we're back. And season three of Buffy has officially begun. That was Anne. And I was very, very wrong. Anne is just Buffy, but Anne is also another character later on. Mm -hmm. Anne is a title. Yes. 
and as an idea. It's something to aspire to, apparently. I mean, sure. It helps you out of your sads. <laughs> I guess so. It was fine. It was more, um, it was actually more dealing with consequences than I think any other episode of Buffy has done so far. Yeah. Like, they actually let Buffy spend the entire episode in L.A. Yeah. So that was good, and she was dealing with things and going through things, and that's great. So hopefully, consequences continue, and hopefully growth continues moving past this. I will, again, not hold my breath. (laughs) Right. So I would probably give it, like, a 7. Like, it was fine. It wasn't anything terribly special. Yeah, I gave it a seven and a half, seven point five. I like this episode. It just doesn't feel like a premiere of a season. Yeah, it it's strange. It kind of just felt like a Buffy episode. Yeah, it just felt like this could have gone anywhere when Buffy just needed to feel sad. Yeah, like it honestly reminded me quite a bit of the hospital episode. Okay. Because it was in a different location, and Buffy was kind of on her own for most of it. Yeah. Or with other characters. Right. And then we had our Scooby gang off doing their own thing. Yeah. But it also felt like the hospital episode, because it could have gone anywhere. Buffy just needed to be sad. Yeah. Buffy needed to just feel a certain way, and then this episode could happen. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I thought it was better than the hospital episode. Oh, yes. I agree. The hospital episode was not great. Yeah. It was fairly good. So right off the bat, uh, we have no uh, previously on Buffy. I imagine we'll get that here in episode two or episode three. That We start in the graveyard, but we do also, under the title sequence, get Seth Green as a regular. Mm-hmm. And they do reinforce that David Boreanaz is a regular, although he is barely in this episode, which leads me to our angel sighting. So Angel's in this because he has to be, because David Boreanaz is a series regular. So if nothing else, he will be in the title sequence. But that doesn't count. Uh, Angel shows up at 3 minutes, 30 seconds in. He's with Buffy on a beach, and it is a dream sequence. Yes. Once again, Angel is not actually there. David Boreanaz did not work much that week. But made decent money, I'm guessing. Probably. I mean, if you uh, if your name appears in the episode... You get paid for you it. You get paid for it. Yeah, because don't forget Angel is dead. Angel is very dead. Yeah, Buffy killed Super him. Super dead. 100% dead. Yep. What was the IMDb rating for Oh, right. Um, 8.1. Huh, that's... So, I guess decent. Um, yeah. This episode was also released on September 29th, 1998. So we are now 22 years ahead of that. Yeah. So how well did you remember this? Pretty well. Like, I remembered that whole opening, and I wrote in it in quotes, opening fight. Yeah, it was not a fight. It was still better fight choreography than other episodes. Yeah. It was Willow standing on top of a grave attempting to say Buffy-like lines. Yes. Uh, Willow with her fresh haircut and leather jacket. Green leather jacket, but leather jacket. Oh, I didn't realize she was wearing a leather jacket. Yeah, it was a leather jacket. It was green, but it was a leather jacket. She was doing her best Buffy impression. It did not work, but it was entertaining. Yes, with Xander and Oz attempting to fight this vampire who got away. 
and then Oz throwing a steak. Oh, that That's... was that was good. That was very good. Yeah. They had it all lined up for a perfect shot. He's like, yeah. oh, that was harder than I thought it would be, or whatever yeah. whatever he says, whatever the line is. Yeah. It was it's, very good. Yeah, especially because you watch him turn the steak upside down. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah, he flips <laughs> it over like a dagger, like you yeah. know how to throw that, because I guess he just knows how to throw knives, and then it I just fails completely. Yeah. It was so funny. I do remember the dream sequence that we already talked about, the angel sighting, and that Buffy's in L.A., I don't know. Do they actually state that she's in L.A.? No, they don't actually say Los Angeles at any point. But having knowledge of the world, the brief commercial for helping L.A.'s homeless population in the middle of this episode. Oh, yeah. Was, you know, it was very present and people would have known. Yeah. I mean, people still know now L.A. has a very large homeless population and it's a giant problem yeah and that hasn't changed in 22 years yeah Um, but no they never actually said los angeles they never said any of that so we are led to believe that's where she is i think um but i think it also plays into giles and the gang don't know where she is so we don't actually know where she is that makes sense i knew i know it's la because a lot of the images that they show randomly whenever they would go back to where Buffy was are images that show up in Angel. Oh my gosh, it's like Joss Whedon's planning for a spinoff. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. And they had to, especially with Lily. They had to get a character from Buffy in L.A. Yep, get her into L.A. She was an interesting choice. Yeah, she doesn't show up a whole lot. Like, maybe... Once or twice. Okay, but enough to establish the yeah. crossover. Yes. That it's the same universe. Mm-hmm. And they didn't just pluck David Boreanaz and this character <laughs> from one story and put him in another no. separate world. remember the whole lily and ricky thing those are some Um, bad tattoos they were so bad because one i didn't understand if they were supposed to be done like right beside each other (laughs) why one was like smaller than the other one yeah it didn't make sense they didn't line up perfectly well either like they looked like bad tattoos which Which was probably the point yeah but it was bad yeah. But I also remember Lily, she was in the episode Lie to Me. Yes, with Ford. Yes, she was one of the girls who was who wanted to become a vampire. Yes, yeah, she was in the cult. Yes. I think she, maybe she didn't get bit. One of them got bit, and I don't remember. It must have not been her. Yeah, I don't remember. She, I guess she would have had a scar. Well, one of them got bit but didn't, like, die or get turned. They just got bit. Right, because that can happen in this. Yeah. I remember that whole first day back, and I was reading through the trivia, and the trivia said that that whole sequence when they're back at school was one continuous shot, and they did that all in... It said in one take, but I doubt it was all in... I doubt they only did one 
actual take of it. They probably did multiple takes. I'm sure takes. they had multiple takes, yeah. But it was one continuous shot. It was shot. one continuous shot. And it was, well done. it was well done. It was well framed. Joss Whedon directed this episode, so he put the work in. Mm-hmm. It worked out well. It was a continuous shot starting once they were outside the library. Mm-hmm. The library was a separate series of shots. Gotcha. That was its own thing. Gotcha. So that's the most people I've ever seen in that library. Right. Yes. I thought that, too. You got to pick up your textbooks somewhere. Yeah, I mean that's what Willow was doing in the library mm-hmm. was picking up her books. So they made a point of letting us know that Oz is a year older and repeating senior year, kind of. Which is good to know because they did tell us last time he was a senior. That's how you retcon that. <laughs> they were like, "We got to get him in somehow." Guess he failed. Guess he failed. <laughs> It was very specific, clever writing to cover that mm-hmm. because they were just like, we're just going to let Oz be charming and honest and that'll cover up all of the lies we're telling. Yeah. And that's all they need to let Seth Green do because I feel like they could have Oz literally say anything and I'd be like, yep, mm-hmm. yep 100%. Factual, yeah. I don't even know if it if it's Seth Green, if it's the writing that they do for Oz, if it's a combination of both of them, but Oz is just so genuine. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a shame they had to use throwaway lines and rely on his earnestness to be like, yeah, we're co- totally just going to cover this up. Mm-hmm. And we filled in this plot hole, and now we're never going to talk about it again. Right, guys? Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Moving on. Yeah. And it's... Look, I understand you have to figure out something. And they did it in a very Buffy way. Which mm-hmm. is just some throwaway lines so that they technically covered it. Yeah. And we're moving on. The Buffy tropes can only be seen and done so many times. So what was your favorite line? I wrote down when Willow says, that's our whole mission statement. Don't get killed. It's a good mission statement. Yes. I wrote down another line, but I thought you were going to write it down. <laughs> the pie line? No. Yeah, I wrote down the pie line. I know. I saw that, and now I'm sad I didn't write down the one I actually wanted what to. Did you, what was it? It was the one that Larry said. <laughs> the Oh, we're going to have a... Our we're going to be great at football this year as long as we can focus. focus. Keep discipline and, and, and don't have as many mysterious deaths. deaths. Yes. I do appreciate that they are actually talking about what happens in the city and the town and the world of Buffy. I don't know if it bugs me that it's tongue firmly in cheek all the time or if it's just how Buffy is and get on board. Yeah. But it was a very good line. It was real good. I really liked the Ricky and uh, Lily interaction of, can we get cake? No, we have to eat healthy. Let's get pie. <laughs> yes, that is that is healthy. We have a peach pie. I can't guarantee that there's a peach in it. That's fair. But to be honest, if I'm thinking about what's healthier, cake or pie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess pie would be the healthier of the two. Maybe. Because generally there is some kind of fruit in it. Somewhere. 
generally. Somewhere in the process of making this, fruit was around. Yeah. I want to know how many episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer start in a graveyard. I'm sure you can Google it. Probably, but that takes work and effort. There's a lot of them. Yeah. And this is the second straight season that started in a graveyard too, right? Season one started with Willow and Xander walking along the road beside it. That's true. They weren't in the graveyard. Did season yes. one start in the graveyard? It's the premiere. Buffy in the graveyard? No, it started in the school. It starts in the school. Yeah. Oh, Dar- right. Because it's the Darla two. and the guy. It's Darla and the guy. Right. Buffy's casual and inconsistent strength was actually pretty consistent in this episode, mostly because Buffy was just done with everything. Yep. She was over everything. She just wanted to move on and be left alone. So she ripped a doorknob off of the door she ripped a phone off the wall that's probably my favorite thing that it ever was happened great. she just ripped the phone off the wall i don't know why that gif isn't used all right the time. i want to use that gif all the time i'm done with everything shut up i'm ripping this phone off the wall i'm calling you. the police no no you're not <laughs> no you're not i'm done you're done but yeah. i am so done yeah it was just great. And then she lifted the... She lifted the gate the to gate, hell. Yeah. Well, not hell, but yeah. wherever they were. The mines or whatever. She lifted that gate and she, the entire time she was like, yep, I got this. And then she started to go through it and said, I'm going to feel this for a week. <laughs> right. Because that's how va- uh, vampire slayer powers work. Right. Just use it all up at once and you're just tired for a week. Well, I, yeah. We don't know. Can we sore? We don't know. They did spend a lot of time alluding to the homeless issue. There was also kind of a mini commercial halfway through of just shots of yeah. people around L.A. Mm-hmm. Played to soft music. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the episode was people being kidnapped that no one would care about, no one would miss. Yeah. Those sorts of things. So it's clearly a commentary on that issue, which is fine and good and should be talked about, but feels very strange to put it in a season premiere. It worked for the most part, I thought, but it felt strange. Yeah. I wonder if something was up, if something happened. That's possible. That I have no led idea. led them to say, hey, we're going to make this statement in episode one yeah. this year. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Because you don't accidentally decide, I wonder where Buffy is. Oh, she's uh, helping out the homeless in L.A., but kind of not because she wants to. Also, there's demons kidnapping them and sucking their years away from their lives. Because time passes differently in in this mind system. You -hmm. don't just stumble into that idea. No. It's very specific. Yeah. This almost... I don't know if the, like, homeless thing, if they were doing anything with that, or if that just is what happened... But it almost, at least to me, feels like they were like, we're taking Buffy to L.A. because we know in a year we're taking Angel to L.A. Right. That makes sense to me. If they knew now, which it sounds like Joss knew at this point already, then yeah, you would start to establish things now and you would try to do some of that crossover stuff. Mm -hmm. And... Let's not forget, this is the first time this has really happened in a TV show, TV series, that you are able to set this up for crossovers, for Mm fantasy-type elements, 
right? This hasn't really happened. You've had mm-hmm. spinoff shows continue, but it's not quite the same. Right. Um, but this is also Joss Whedon, who would eventually make the Avengers movie. Yeah. Right? Like, he eventually, he's the king of crossover. Yeah. You know, the Russo brothers kind of carried the torch, but he did it. He did uh, stuff in the DC multiverse. Like, he, this is what he does, is figure out how to take separate storylines and combine them together in a cohesive and entertaining way. Yeah. Did he do stuff with DC or just Marvel? He wrote the screenplay for Justice League. Okay. Which is a whole nother topic of conversation. You know. Side character shout out. I've got two. Okay. My first is uh, when we were in the blood donation center. Not the nurse. She was fine, but that's not who I want to shout out. Yeah. I would like to shout out unnamed side character number 14, who is never on screen. I don't even know who he was. But there was a lull in the conversation right before Buffy and Lily were about to walk away. And you heard someone in the back just shout... Ow! Yeah, I and did. It was hear. great. This, I'd never heard that before. It was wonderful. Somebody was bored that day, and they just <laughs> did it, or like I'm sure, or maybe like an extra got dared, right, to just shout it and see what happened, and then they kept it. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Joss who did it, or if it was scripted, right? <laughs> like all of these seem plausible yeah as explanations or a random cast member like nicholas brendan happened to be on set that day and yelled ow yeah but i, I enjoyed that That's quite funny. a bit um mine was lily she's a side character i mean every time she appears she's a side character yes she was pretty prominent and very submissive like she was she followed buffy around yeah. You can feel her toward the end being preparing to be by herself. And hopefully it goes better. Yeah. Uh, the actress's name is Julia Lee. Uh, apparently she was on an episode of Charmed as Young Gale. Okay. So there you go. Nice. Uh, my side character shout out is Ken, the evangelist preacher, homeless helper slash head demon thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, because that was a bang up makeup job and they had masks and prosthetics on a bunch of people Mm -hmm. throughout this clearly buffy's got some money to spend now which is great about time you could see it in the quality too Mm -hmm. also the 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 quality of the the makeup and the mask and everything but the camera quality is better yeah audio and visual elements of the show have improved it's just better yep but ken was very well performed by carlos Jacot, Jacot, I don't know. It's a J. I don't know. Um, he's still acting. He was just in uh, Marriage Story, which was the Adam Driver, mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson movie. I haven't seen that um, yet. He plays Gus's boss on Psych in the Psych movie. Oh, he does plays he? Several other things in Psych. Apparently, he's a recurring random character, like random character, but plays different things. Nice. He's also in um, Being John Malkovich. Okay. So. He's on an episode of Angel. He comes back? Y- you, he's not the same character. Not the same character. Yeah. Okay. He's dead. I mean, Ken is dead. Yes. He, Buffy bashed his head in. 
Yes. But... With a Gandhi one-liner. Yeah. Um, but no, the actor comes back in an episode of, of Angel. He was good. Yeah. He was good. Yeah, anything it, else? Uh, the I mentioned it when we were watching it, but Giles coming over to Buffy's house and coming in and just talking to Joyce about vampires was, like, really jarring. And, like, I've seen this before, and right. I rem- I don't I don't really remember him coming to her, to the house and talking to Joyce about vampires. And Joyce blamed him. Yeah, she did. Right? And yes. I hope that the Joyce-Giles relationship t- continues <laughs> to happen and be interesting, because it was very interesting yeah. in that moment, but Buffy's back now, so. <laughs> they, they have a relationship that happens. Oh, good. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are things that happen. And it's real great. Um, but yeah, I, I found it very jarring that he just comes in and says, I had a lead. A friend of mine called with a lead about a girl fighting vampires. And it just, like, I was waiting for Joyce to be like, wait, what? And nope, obviously, she knows. I, she knows. She, knows. she met that Spike. That is a consequence that you cannot walk back. <laughs> no. And it's not that I want it to go away. It's that, like... We've spent so long with Joyce not knowing mm-hmm. that even though I've seen everything before, it's it just felt really jarring. And sure. I hope that it felt really jarring for people who watched that for the first time or and when it premiered for the first time. Sure. See, I was kind of waiting for it. Okay, I wasn't. Because, I was, because it's a consequence that you cannot take back. Yeah. The world is changed because Buffy's mom knows now. Yeah. You, and it had to happen because mm-hmm. it had been two seasons. They'd somehow made it two seasons yeah, without her finding out. It's amazing. Yeah, but it's a it's a giant story beat. You have to have it happen. Yeah, so which is good. I was kind of waiting for yeah. her initial reaction. Yeah, it felt really jarring. I liked it. I liked that it felt that way. I liked that I, f- I felt that way when I watched it. On the topic of consequences, Buffy actually dealt with consequences a lot in this yeah she had most of the episode to be in la and see if she could figure things out and be by herself and she desperately did not want to get dragged into the plot of this episode yeah uh, which was good and refreshing to see a character actually deal with the fallout yeah right because she's really the only one that we saw dealing with the fallout Mm -hmm. i mean sure the rest of the scooby gang is out patrolling and everything but they would have been out anyway just with buffy right right giles is doing all of this research and all this stuff which he would be doing anyway yeah joyce misses her daughter yeah but she kind of missed her daughter already just in a different way way. um so buffy's really the one dealing with consequences and they let her deal with consequences for the whole episode and it'll be interesting to see in the next couple of episodes, if we get to see, okay, we've dealt with Buffy, let's see how the other characters have changed in her own. Right. We also have to deal with the fact that Buffy got expelled. Yep. Um, I do have a very important question, and I'm very confused. Yep. Um, I know everything there is to know about this TV show, so I'm <laughs> glad you came to me. Um, so they were fighting that gymnastics vampire for the second time. And they were trying to use Cordelia's bait. Yes. And it didn't work very well. Yep. Um, you know, like plants with yeah. Cordelia go. Yes. And Xander fell. Yep. And Cordelia 
attack the vampire from behind, and yep. it fell on Xander, and Xander accidentally staked the vampire. Yep. Why is Cordelia still alive? I don't know. Because the stake should not disappear with the vampire when it gets staked. So Cordelia should have fallen on the vamp or jumped on the vampire. The vampire fell on Xander, got staked, and then Cordelia should have gotten staked. You are a hundred percent correct. A hundred percent correct. They just wanted the you know the adorable moment to happen. I do kind of love that they did it. I loved. I love it. It's I love that great. they did it. I don't love that it was Xander and Cordelia because I'm over that. Oh, see, I love Xander and Cordelia. If it ever advanced beyond them arguing and not communicating, because that was their thing. Yeah. It's been 15 episodes and that's all they've done. Yes. I, I expected and hoped for something different here in this premiere, and it was not. It was the same thing. It was Cordelia went away for the summer. They didn't talk. They didn't communicate. They're just jealous and don't talk to each other, and it's the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, they're like... But yes, Cordelia should have she should be been dead. staked. Should be dead. Should be staked. Um, Maybe uh, it's some sort of carryover from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie that we watched, uh, and the stake has to stay in the vampire. Maybe the stake actually now disappears with the vampire, and that's why you need to stake people with the broken guitar. But there's if it hasn't happened already, there's an episode later where a vampire gets staked and the stake falls to the ground. <laughs> I think that's already happened. I was just <laughs> so shouting out, hey, yes. we watched <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie. Yes. And we talked about it. Mm-hmm. We watched it, so you don't have to. Or maybe you want or to. Or maybe you want to. You do. You can probably make a good drinking game out of it. But you can find that episode over on our Patreon at ghostlightmedia.net. Yes. We had the October slot for the bonus episode. And that's what we did, and that's what we watched, and that's what we talked about. And it was a trip. R.I.P. Luke Perry. That's what yeah. I got out of it that. Was, yeah. <laughs> That brings us to our final segment of this episode. Ryan predicts poorly. I predict in the next episode, Buffy will have not one, but two separate dream sequences. Okay. Because this show loves a good dream sequence. It really does, though. And she's dealing with so many things. Yeah. And it's a good way for them to have Angel on the show. Yes. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of I Missed It, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 3, Episode 1, and you can find us on Ghostlight Media at ghostlightmedia.net. Follow us over on Twitter at I Missed It Pod. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever else you listen to us on. Also, subscribe to us. Like, like us. Get our, download our episodes. Is that subscribing? <laughs> You don't do a lot of uh, shameless self-promotion, do you? No, but I also don't know if that's what you do. Do you hit subscribe or do you hit like? I haven't done it in a minute. I think it depends on the app you use. Okay. Well, have your app that you use download our episodes. Set it to automatic. 
That would be great. Every Tuesday, we're here and we're talking about usually bad TV. Sometimes it's good. Usually Buffy. Yeah, sometimes it's a movie. Like last week, we watched Underworld, which yep. is wildly different. Mm-hmm. But also the same. But also the <laughs> same. So thanks for joining us on this trip down the Buffy rabbit trail. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brittany. And don't forget, we just got to get the vampire slaying down, you know, rhythmically. Thank you, Oz. He's the best. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.